Welcome back to Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blonder. This is Abe Lovich. And in this episode, we will, we will be recapping the NHL from February 28th to March 7th by going over the news, stats, standings, our biggest winner and loser of the week, team of the week, our question of the week, and more. Abe, want to get us started with this very sad news. Yeah, I regret to inform the passing of Walter Gretzky, father of Wayne Gretzky, the great one. And it's just, I'm deeply saddened by this news. And also, he was just really like the perfect hockey dad and he really showed what it meant to be a hockey family yeah obviously everyone's really upset by this including the toronto maple leafs who wrote out his name in the pucks in warm-ups so that was a nice little tribute to walter obviously everyone's very saddened by this and my prayers go out to the gretzky family and we're going to move on to some suspension news we got joaquin bleachfeld suspended two games after hit to the head on McKinnon and Tom Wilson suspended seven games after an egregious hit to Brandon Carlo's head. Yeah, that hit on Wilson to Carlo, that made me so mad because it, it like he didn't like accidentally do it or anything. He just gunned it straight at Brandon Carlo's head. Carlo had to go to the hospital and the, and it was just a two minute penalty afterwards, right? No, there were no penalty. There's no penalty called. Oh, no penalty. Sorry. And then there was just no penalties. And and then it took them like three days afterwards just to call us freaking suspension on him. It's just stupid. But the Bruins still won that game five to one. But it was just Tom Wilson, just a dirty player. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think it took more like one day to get it. But that I mean, right. I feel like if the NHL, what they do, if they just call like five minute major in a game misconduct, that makes it it's easier on them because you can be like, OK, like he's out whatever, give him a couple games or maybe you can just fine him. But since there was no penalty called at all, that puts like the NHL in a little bit of a more tough situation because like what's happening is, well, we kind of have to make up for it. So maybe we suspend him for a little longer after the no call. I mean, it was just a horrible game by the refs. Like if that's going to go, I just probably the second worst no call in the past three, two years, three years for the Bruins. After that, you know, Charlie trip and game five and seven cup finals. I was such a, such a bad call. But anyways, yeah. I think it was an extraordinarily dirty hit. He, I mean, hit him right in the head. Carlo, it's not like Carlo was leaning down. He was up. Carlo six six. It's it's kind of hard to actually, you know, jump up and hit his head. But he did. Carlo is going to be out for a couple weeks, week to week. And yeah, I mean, big blow for the Bruins defense. But I mean, that's. Tom Wilson, like, what are you doing, buddy? And especially if he made this hit three seasons ago, after coming off his 20-game suspension, he's getting kicked out of the league. Like, yes, it was three years ago, so you can be like, well, like, that's why there's only seven games. You got to think about it. I mean, with COVID and everything, it's only about, like, 160 games ago or so, not, like, the full 240, not, like, the actual full three years. So, I don't know. I mean, seven games, you could argue more, you could argue less, but I think that's, that's a somewhat fair amount of games yeah also in like COVID's shortened season seven games means a lot more especially in the tough eastern division than it did in previous years but let's move on to some other injury news Matt Duchesne is out three to five weeks with a lower body injury and Hampus Lindholm is out six weeks with with a fractured left wrist yeah a couple big losses here uh with the Ducks and with the um the Predators uh yeah some big pieces in Lindholm and Duchesne Obviously, both teams are going to miss them. But, I mean, maybe none as big as Ryan Ellis being out four to six weeks with an upper body injury with the Preds again. I mean, 
Predators, yes, they'll miss Duchesne, but I think Ryan Ellis is more valuable to that team, especially a team that prides himself on defense with some flashy offense. So I think they will be missing his presence. And also Derek Stepan is out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. So uh, that kind of sucks for the Senators team that's just not playing well already. Yeah. And also, aside from injuries, Brent Seabrook is retiring from hockey. So congratulations to Seabrook. He's had an amazing NHL career. He's a Stanley Cup winner. So congratulations. Yeah, multi-time uh, Stanley Cup winner. Had some big goals in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, so congrats, Brent Seabrook. It's unfortunate that he had to retire because he's just unable to play because of all of the injuries he's had. But, yeah, I mean, congrats on a great career. Brent Seabrook, in some not negative news, we got Edmonton claiming Alex Stalock off waivers. Nice little uh, backup goalie, you know, third-string goalie transaction. So, Alex Daylock, pretty solid player. You know, Edmonton's got some good goalies. And, yeah, I mean, I think that's a solid pickup for them. Yeah, they've they've also had, like, Mike Smith, who's been having a really good year. But also, um, there was some news with the Calgary Flames. Jeff Ward has been fired, their head coach, and replaced by Darius Suter, like, a couple of days ago. And, honestly, I think it's the better move at this point. Jeff Ward was not really taking the team where they needed to go, and they they – they have a ton of talent, but they just couldn't really seem to be winning games with it. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Ward couldn't really, like, as you said, they weren't really winning that many games because realistically they should have about, like, a two-third shot of making it, right? Actually, eh, I'd say about 50-50. No, no I'd, say, I'd say about 60%, right? We got Toronto, that's a lock for making it, and then we got um, Ottawa for lock not making it, so that leaves three spots for five teams, and all five of those teams can make the playoffs. So I think they they need a new uh, head coach and Daryl Sutter, Suter. And so yeah, I, I think it's a good hire for them, good fire for Jeff Ward. We're gonna move on to the goals. We got in first place, surprise, surprise, Austin Matthews again. Second place we got McDavid with oh sorry, Austin Matthews with 18 goals. Second place we got McDavid with 15. Tied with him is Toffoli with 15. Just a little bit under that, we got Alex Dabrinkit, new to this list, with 14. And then after that, we got Brock Besser and Chris Kreider tied with 13. Yeah, those are all great guys across the board. Matthews hasn't really been picking up speed with his goal count, but he's still at the top of this list. And it's good to see like a new face there with Alex Dabrinkit. But for assist, you guessed it in first place. It's still Connor McDavid with 28 assists. Then Patrick Kane is actually in second place so far with 26 assists. Then Leon Dreisaitl also with 26. Mitch Marner is 24. And then a tie between Mark Schleifley and Anze Kopitar, each all with 22 assists each. They've all been playing great, especially it's good to see Kane. And like especially with him and Dabrinkit, the Blackhawks really have been doing a lot better this week. Yeah, it's been a great dynamic duo with Kane and Dabrinkit. You know, Kane on also a phenomenal goal store, goal scorer too. Sorry, and yeah, I mean, what he hit like 400 goals recently, so good for him. And he's dishing out the assists. So yeah, it's, I mean, great for him. McDavid first place still, and then you know we got Marner slowing down a bit. Drysaddle tied with Kane. Good for them. Pretty solid. Pretty solid players here. Uh, not not too many surprises. Now we're going to move on to the point section, which is goals and assists combined. First place, we got McDavid with 43. Second place, we got Kane with 37. Third place, we got Drysaddle with 36. 
fourth place, we got Marner with 34. And in fifth place, we got Shifley with 33. I mean, we saw all five of those names in the, like, in the goals and assists, so it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. But we do also like the golf points here. So, yeah, some uh, solid names. Yeah, and then moving on, we're going to go to save percentage on unblocked so shots with a minimum of 10 games. Yes, we did use Money Puck for these stats. So in first place is Mark andre Fleury with a .970 save percentage. Then Andre Vasilevsky with a .968. Varlamov has a .961. Then tie between Igor Shosturkin, Mike Smith, and Kapo Kakonen all have a .959. All these goalies have been great this season. Like I said, Mike Smith earlier, he's been great. Mark andre Fleury and Vasilevsky really have been like the top two goalies this season with that by like a serious amount they've really been leading the pack yeah uh i mean we see flurry up here again vasi varlamov but i'm a little surprised to see capo kakinen up here playing pretty well i'm not gonna lie so yeah i mean good good for him and i don't have that too much to say about it besides the fact that all these goalies are playing very well this season so yeah i mean i like the advanced stats like these on unblocked shots because it's just like obviously like with the tips and stuff, it's a little difficult. So we got the straightforward shots right here. So uh, I'd like to see it. Let us know if you guys prefer the other way. But we, we think it's pretty solid. We're gonna move on to these standings. And we got we're gonna start off with the Scotia North division. First place, surprise, we got Toronto, 38 points. Second place, we got Winnipeg with 31. Third, we got Edmonton with 30. Fourth, we got Le Montreal Canadiens with 28. Fifth, we got Calgary with 24. Tied with them, or sorry, not tied with them, tied with them points-wise, but sixth place with three more games played is Vancouver. And all the way in seventh is Ottawa. Uh, Toronto, again, leading the pack. Ottawa in last place. But the other five teams, they can be toss-ups to make the playoffs. Montreal started off the season hot, but staying in that fourth seed. Yeah. And then also Winnipeg has been playing really well recently. They have a lot less games played than a lot of other teams in the North Division, yet they're in second with 31. But let's move on to the Central Division. It was a tie for first place between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers for 34 points, but the Panthers have played one more game. And then in third place is the Carolina Hurricanes with 33 points. And then the Chicago Blackhawks in fourth place with 31 points. In fifth place is the Columbus Blue Jackets with 25 points. Then Nashville Predators with 20 points. Dallas Stars with 18 points. And the Detroit Red Wings with 17 points. Detroit and Dallas have both been pretty bad this season, except for Dallas has really been bad because of COVID. They've just been plagued. And meanwhile, at the top of this division, not much really has changed in the past couple of weeks, really. Chicago has been playing a lot better, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, going up Dallas, not only COVID, but also they still have some star players like Bishop and Sagan out that they've been out all season because uh, of injuries that they sustained in the playoffs. And honestly, it's just phenomenal that, I mean, Sagan was just able to play through that at the Stanley Cup Finals, if I'm being completely honest. But yeah, I mean, Tampa, Florida, Carolina, big three. But ooh, Detroit all the way in last, it's not even close. And then Fourth seed, I mean, Chicago playing really well. The six-point separation with them and Columbus, who's in fifth, and one less game played. So will I call them a lock to make the playoffs? No. But if they do, I'm going Kane for heart. It's just phenomenal playing by Patrick Kane to, I mean, really lift the Chicago team. Not so like him and Debrinkit, some solid goaltending with Kevin Lakin in, but, 
yeah, I, I mean, if they make the playoffs, that's just a phenomenal job by Patrick Kane to bring it and just really getting their whole team together after a pretty slow start. Yeah, they're definitely going to be the underdogs this season. Yeah, and we're going to move on to the East Division. First place, we got the Islanders with 34 points. Second place, we got Washington with 30. Third, we got Boston with 29. Fourth, we got Philly with 27. Fifth, we got Pittsburgh with 27. Sixth, we got New York Rangers. Yeah, I remember this time. 23. Seventh, we got New Jersey with 16. And eighth, we got Buffalo with 15. Um, Here... I mean, you can say, like, oh, look, Boston's in third, blah, blah, blah. But they have the highest point percentage in in here. I, they just I mean, they just haven't played as many games. They played four less games at the Islanders and have five less points. So their point percentage is 0.1% higher. So, yeah, I still think Boston's going to win. I'm, I'm, I am biased, but I do think Boston's going to win, especially once Carlo and Lausanne and Miller, three big – body defensemen come out or I mean I guess heal from injuries I think they'll play better we saw a couple big losses earlier with them but they got out of it it's also because I mean they had Krejci out and a ton of other defensemen so yeah I, I do think Boston will win Buffalo and New Jersey I really don't think will make the playoffs New York maybe but probably not I mean Buffalo's just terrible and then it's really four out of the five one team's gonna be very upset it's pretty much between the Islanders Capitals Bruins Flyers and Penguins. I do. I mean, I think Islanders, Caps, and Bruins are all going to make it. I really think it's going to be a battle of Pennsylvania for the four seed, or I guess just not necessarily the four seed, but for spot in the playoffs. Yeah, both Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are both like in that fourth and fifth place right now. But if I had to pick one right now, I would go Pittsburgh to not make the playoffs. Like I just think every other team is just simply outplaying them so far in these games. But um, about the Washington Capitals. They've played New Jersey and Buffalo, who have been abysmal this season, much more than, like, anyone else in that division, aside from Buffalo and New Jersey themselves. So, like, I wouldn't really put them as, like, one of these great teams because, like, they get a lot of their points from, like, the bottom-tier teams, and they've had big losses to Boston. Like, they had, I think, Friday night, it was a 5-1 to one loss. And, like, I just... I wouldn't really call them pretenders, but they're definitely not as good as they look on paper here. And then also, I definitely agree with your points about the Boston Bruins. Like they, they've played so much game. They played two games less than Washington and four games less than the Islanders. And they are one point behind Washington and five points behind the Islanders. Yeah, but um, I'm going to take us over to the West Division. In first place is the Vegas Golden Knights with 33 points. Then the St. Louis Blues with 31 points. The Colorado Avalanche with 28 points. The Minnesota Wild still hanging on in fourth with 27 points, but two points behind them with 25 is the Los Angeles Kings. Then sixth place with 25 points tied with the Kings is the Arizona Coyotes. And seventh place with 20 points is the Anaheim Ducks. And in dead last right now, only by one point behind the Ducks is the San Jose Sharks with 19 points. Like, obviously got the big three names up there, but Minnesota has been definitely playing really well. And then also like Arizona has been playing better than expected. But then again, you could say that for a lot of these teams because the gap between like each team is not as big as I thought it was going to be at least. Yeah, I agree with you. Minnesota went on that sick run earlier and so did the Kings. So, I mean, big three, I think they're all locks make the playoffs. But uh, actually, I also don't think San Jose or Anaheim is going to make it. I really do think it'll be between Minnesota, LA and Arizona for that final spot. 
And I'm going to go with Minnesota again, playing very well. And yeah, I mean, really it's a toss between those three teams to what I think will get whooped in the first round by either Vegas, St. Louis, or Colorado. So, yeah. Yeah, Arizona has taken a lot of these games with Minnesota and the Kings to overtime, but I really just don't see them making it in this fourth spot. I see it as more between Minnesota and L.A. based on how these teams are playing. And I would like – L.A. will get the spot if Jonathan Quicks keeps up with how well he's been playing – but if he takes a dip, the whole team's going to take a dip because everyone else on their team has been pretty good, but maybe just not good enough to, to steal the fourth spot underneath Minnesota. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. We're about halfway through the season. So, yeah, excited to see. Now we're going to move on to our hot and cold team of the weeks. Um, I'm going to start with our hot team. I got the Islanders. They went 5-0 and this week. Um, I mean, they went th- – three and zero with some absolute whoopings against Buffalo. They actually won each game five to two. So yeah, I mean, that's plus nine goal differential over three games. That's ridiculous. And they also beat Pittsburgh and New Jersey. So good for the Islanders. They need those points in a tough division. Yeah. And for my hot team, I'm going to take the Carolina Hurricanes. About a week ago, they won an overtime against the Panthers. But then the next game they played, they won by two points against the Predators. And then the next game, they won by three points against the Detroit Red Wings. Each game, they just seem to increase their lead a little bit more against these different teams. But they've been steadily letting in two goals. And But they've been playing really well, pretty solid on defense, except for the two goals per game, obviously. But they've been making play after play. And they just seem to connect more and more to score these goals. Yeah, I, I, I could see that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just going Buffalo. I just thought they were playing a little bit better, even though they played some – I mean, four of those teams are pretty bad. But still, you got to win. You got to win the games no matter how good or bad the team is. And they did. They got their job done. And I'm going to move on to the cold section. Uh, we got Buffalo. They went 0-4. Three of them against the Islanders. All lost 5-2, to as I said before, and lost to Philly. Buffalo is a dumpster fire there. They have all the talent in the world. You got Eichel, Hall, Olufsen. They signed Skinner to a huge contract. Now he's a healthy scratch. He's terrible. You got Dali and Ristolainen and just all these great players and just they can't win. Like, I mean, it's, it must be something with the organization or the head coach because it's definitely not the players. Yeah, I would pick that trash pile of Buffalo. But just for the sake of variety, I think I'm going to go with the Detroit Red Wings for my down team. They haven't won any of their games. They lost all three. They lost seven to two with a five. That's a five goal differential to the Chicago Blackhawks. Then they lost four to one to the Jackets and then five to two to the Canes. They just keep losing by three or more goals. Like they're just clearly the inferior team in their division. It's like not even close. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. Just not. I mean, well, I agree with me first, but I, I could see where you're coming from, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I just have some variety. Yeah, and then let's move on to our lineup of the week section. Leo, why don't you hit me? Who do you have in yours? All right, so for my lineup of the week, I got Mark Stone with two goals, eight assists, and four games played. Max Pacioretty with four goals, four assists, and four games played. And Debrinkit with four goals, three assists, and four games played. My honorable mention uh, for grittiness and toughness, we got Trent Frederick. Not only does he have two goals in three games, he went toe-to-toe with Tom Wilson. And I don't know. I mean, he's he's been very physical, dropped the gloves over for a bit, took a spear to the uh, uh, 
balls <laughs> from Ophi. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's playing really, playing some very tough hockey. And yeah, so that's my honorable mention. On the fence, we got Ekblad with three goals, three assists, and three games played. And Petrie with two goals, two assists, and, and this week. So yeah, uh, good for him. Vasilevsky in goal, three game shutout streak. Even though it was over the last two weeks, I'd still phenomenal for Vasilevsky. Yeah, my list is pretty similar to that. Like, it's hard to argue with Mark Stone, Pax Reddy, and Dabrinkit because they've been playing so dominantly this past week specifically. And also Aaron Ekblad got 3-3-3. It's great stats there. But from that last defenseman, I think I'm going to take Dougie Hamilton because he's been shut down on defense. He's been making really nice play after nice play. But he has zero goals, four assists, and only three games played. And then in goal, I'm actually going to take Thatcher Demko. He has three goals allowed in a total of 95 saves and with three games played, all of them wins and including one shutout. So it's pretty similar, but there's, I'm just going to take a few people, switch them up. Yeah, it's all about the wins when you're playing in goal. I mean, yeah, the numbers are nice, but Thatcher Demko getting the job done in goal. So, I mean, most important stat is that big W. doesn't really matter all those fancy other stats if you're not winning. So, yep. yeah. I, I could see that. I could see that. And speaking of some good players, we're actually going to talk about bad players here. With our question of the week, Abe, who do you think has been the most disappointing player so far this season? So far this season, when when I first thought of my answer to this, um, I think I, I'm going to go like McKinnon or Carter Hart, maybe even Ovechkin. But Ovechkin really has been playing that badly. He's still been pretty good. He's just not scoring as many goals. He's just not at the top of that leaderboard. And McKinnon has been really plagued by injuries. So I think I'm going to take Carter Hart for my answer. He was expected to be like one of the best goalies of the season, and he did not meet the hype at all. He has a save percentage of 0.839. That's below a 0.9 and a 3.49 goals allowed on average. It's just, and that's just really bad. Even by just like standard NHL goalie standards, it's pretty bad, but with the, expected, with the expectations this man had, especially after a good playoff run, or like he played good in the playoffs, just don't even see it, him playing better for the rest of the season either. Like even his backup, Brian Elliott, has been playing so much better than he's been totally outshining him, even though he only has a .919 save percentage and a 2.37 goals allowed average. That's just far better than Hart. Who do yeah. you have? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I agree with you. We got Hart, whatever, you know, he's kind of sucked. But I'm actually going to go with Taylor Hall because if we're going off most disappointing, I think he had a lot of expectations going in, right? He was probably, he's the biggest free agent name this offseason. And he decided to sign with Buffalo, which was a head scratcher for everyone. We're like, why is he going to Buffalo? He goes there on a one-year deal and he's completely sucked. He has two goals in 20-something games. Can't get anything done with Eichel. And if we're going to the advanced stats, he's a minus 3.7 goals above expected. So he has 3.7 less goals than he should have based off his play this season. Huge disappointment and overall just not playing well at all. Yeah, I definitely see that. And like Taylor Hall is definitely like a good piece just thrown on the dumpster fire of Buffalo. Like I don't really see that as much of his fault. I see that a bit more of like the team's fault, but he's definitely been very disappointing yeah and uh yeah so i mean hall i mean if we're going most disappointing right he had the biggest expectations carter hart he was expected to play well but no one was expecting him to be like superstar taylor hall comes into buffalo you know we're seeing maybe 
maybe he can, you know, turn things around for Buffalo, but I guess we were all forgetting that it's Buffalo and I'm not trying to throw shade, but they just have a terrible hockey team. Yeah, well, like, every year, Buffalo, like, comes out, like, roaring in the first couple of weeks and then dips over, like, the longer 80-game season. But, like, it seems like they just skipped those first weeks this season and just went straight to being bad as they normally do. Mm, classic Buffalo. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blonder. We are Twigs on the Rocks, and have a great night.